The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Tuesday, October 11th, 2022, season 18, episode number 48. Welcome to the latest edition of the break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We are presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. It is a Tuesday, so it's Big Picture Tuesday. It's also Fan Question Tuesday. We got a lot of fans from a lot of fans that have sending questions. We'll get to those throughout a majority of the show today. You guys can also call us. The number is 888-855-2297. Again, 888-855-2297. And uh, we'll try to get some phone calls mixed in there as well. I did want to start the show the other day with a topic that we didn't get a chance to hit yesterday around special teams. There are actually a few things that happened in this game regarding the special teams, which by and large, I think over the last year and a half, two years, whatever you might want to say, I personally think the special teams have been pretty good. Like they've had a lot of things to kind of check off like, man, you know, pretty good in this area, pretty good in this area. Um, that all being said, there were several things that happened in this game that you could look at as special teams and, and kind of raise an eyebrow. I'll start first just with a general idea. What do you guys think of the current special teams and, and how well they're performing? Nick? Borderline great. Borderline great. I mean, r- r- good to great. I think they're, they're good. I don't – I you're going to have to fill me in. I don't remember what happened last le- game that was so bad. I mean, I missed extra point. I mean, they had a guy come in there and, you know – it was a misunderstanding of, of how we snapped the ball. After that, you know, I don't remember anything else that that happened on the bad thing. I thought the kicker did a good job. Anger, you know, anger is anger. He, you know, he's going to be – I think he's going to be fine. But I think for the most part, the special team has been really, really good. The – man, I'll tell you what. The, the, you couldn't have faked a punt better than they did. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Dallas recognized that mm-hmm. they just – you know, they tried to rally – Gifford tried to rally. He saw the personal protector run through. Sometimes, I mean, that could have been a bigger play than it was. Um, the miss extra point, yeah, that that's, you know, I mean, to me that's very simple. You know, and I love the fact that Nick went up and, and got an explanation of how the operation works. I think that's insight that you get on this program and talk about. It's clear that, you know, that Overton, you know, it never the hand was never presented. And so, you know, it's unfortunate that you have that. The, the thing, I'm not worried about anger, but are we going to be worried about anger if it turns into, the, the remember punters in the past here, when it turns into, it's oh, it's a 38-yard punt every mm-hmm. time. And I, I don't know if it's just a one-time a game or you're trying to hit it, but he kicks it 61, he kicks it 58, and then you kick it 28, you know? And you just don't want that to be the situation that puts you in, oh, well, by the way, they just kicked a field goal and now they're ahead kind of a thing and I those are the things that you know the, the coverage on the, the losing the ball on on Goodwin on the outside you know was a little bit of a concern because he's one of your better special teams players you know he always has played with awareness and and those kinds of things but to go out and have a you know they, they addressed the the field goal situation during training camp 
They could have just ran with the guy, Garibay, and said, oh, no, we're fine. You know, this is going to be okay. No, they addressed that. So it, I, I like to see the fact that they're trying to be proactive about things. And so that'll give them some high marks about. But, you know, I, I think overall, I think, you know, I wouldn't say great, but I would say good. Yeah, I think they, they've been doing just in general a lot of special things uh, and things that do change the game a little bit. Things that in the past, years before, I felt that special teams never really gave you much of anything. And now they do. They You do watch certain things that they're doing. Dorrance Armstrong on special teams, he doing those kinds of plays. But going uh, talking about the kicker, we talked about it here before the game, how Jake McQuaid being out, the long snapper, um, and the changes that, like how that would affect and how... Maher was kicking and missing field goals and extra points in practice. And we thought, okay, maybe this could be a problem. And it really wasn't, other than that mistake that, again, like Ryan just said, it is something like it's fixable. It's not something that you're necessarily fully concerned about. But as far as the punting, I think it's it's happened more than I would like it to be happening because this wasn't just the first game. It's kind of happened throughout the season where – they're just not good punts. And you're like, okay, it hasn't really affected you in a game just yet because you got the defense that you have and you win, you're win. you winning games. But I think that that could be something that in the future could be a problem if it keeps happening. I'm not concerned right now, but that's definitely something that needs to be worked on and fixed. Yeah, I think it was the Cincinnati game where he had the amazing punt that, yeah. that ultimately was a part of you winning that right, game. Right. And I think over the last two games, which is what's kind of – Raise my eyebrow a little bit. He's been so consistent throughout the time he's been here. The bar is really that, high. Right, that, that he that's raised, the part yeah. that's a little bit weird. Like last game, he had that. I think it was a thirty-something yard punt. Yeah. Kind of got off the side of his foot, and then this week he has the thirty-something yard punt. And those are the things that I'm looking at. I'm like, that, that doesn't seem anger-like. It makes me a little bit concerned. Yeah, I. I, I but you know, the, when you hey, when you block field goals or you you know block punts and all that that you know we don't always see that every week in the yeah. NFL but there's you know there's the areas of, of there's some concern I, I mean I I feel much better about him now than I have at any time during the the, the Mike McCarthy administration so far yeah. you know about I think they've made a, a lot of improvement you know you get a guy like Kelvin Joseph who everybody's kind of talking about well, when's he going to play defense I don't know, he, but he's playing really good on special teams for you right now. They're finding players that can help them win football games. Yeah, and not only that, I, I know, Nick, you and I were talking about the the formation that they had on, on one of their punts where they had yeah. uh, Kelvin Joseph lined up. It was it's kind of an odd. He was kind of lined up yeah. back nearer to the punter, offset to the, I guess, what it would have been their right. Right. Um, and so you have basically both your gunners on one side, one offset back, one up. And 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 at first, I think everybody was a little like, "What? What is yeah. this?" And and you know, I, and we've heard some some people in the press box even being like, "Oh, they're being doing the crazy stuff again." But to me, it was a, it was great. Yeah, thought. design. Yeah, yeah, because the the at the end of the day, the guy can, you can't get a hand on him. By the yeah. time the you said it, Nick, by the time the the guy that was trying to block him got to him, he's already full head of speed, right? Head of speed, head of steam. Running and he just couldn't stop. Yeah, I mean you got to have the speed to to offset that. If yeah. you're going to be five yards off the ball or seven yards, whatever it is, that's fine as long as you've got the speed to make it up and the the pun is there and yeah. all that. So you know, and those things set up everything else. That's what that's what Fossil has done his whole career. He's yeah. he's he's faked punts enough where he's now he's got 
he's got that, you know, that everyone mm-hmm. thinks, okay, he's going to have a fake punt, and it works to his advantage. Yeah. You know, uh, they're going to get a throwback in this game, don't you think? Probably yeah. a national national TV game. Something. This this is when special teams coaches they they always think about. Hmm, let's pull out our best one. So you'll right. get something. You'll get something in this game. I would have thought that about a year ago. Mm-hmm. I, I it jumped out to me yesterday when Mike McCarthy was talking when he was talking about the offense actually, and he was saying something to the effect of. Uh, the head coach has told him, talking yeah. about Kellen Moore, the head coach has told him right. we have to be smarter, talking about you know, kind of playing to our defense. Oh. And and I think it's the same thing with special teams. The head coach is probably telling him, man, we're not going to do that right now. That's not a bad thing. What did Jerry Jones say on the on the uh, radio this morning on 105.3, uh, the fan? He said, he said, run the football, play good defense, punt the ball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and then, and then the good, good question, good follow up to that is that: Do you need a forty million dollar quarterback basically mm. to do that? That is a good question. Yeah, Nick, answer. <laughs> well, no, you don't need a forty million dollar quarterback to do that. Um, but then again, you know, you got to remember when Dak signed his deal, he was the number two paid quarterback in the NFL, yeah, and yeah. what's he ten now? I mean, yeah. like it's, it quickly it, changes. You know, yeah. it's funny you, you asked the question about a forty million dollar quarterback, and I don't want to go down that that path, but. Yeah. This team is equipped not to have a $40 million quarterback. Yeah. And I'll say it for this reason alone. The general manager and is not going anywhere. You know, the general manager is, is you know, it's a family-run team, much like the Bears and the Giants and, the, you know, the other, other teams around the league, that, the Bengals that have, you know, personnel. So if you want to make a decision, you know, some of these guys, like I know my guy down there in Tampa, Jason Light, he thought he was going to get fired until Tom Brady showed up. You know, Les Snead thought he was going to get fired until, you know, until his head coach showed up. Sometimes as a general manager, you have to sign a $40 million a year quarterback or you have to make a trade to go get one of those guys because of job security and stuff. There's a lot of teams around the league where they're not going to change their general managers. And I'm saying this out of respect for the Cowboys because, you know what, they could say, no, we don't have to pay a $40 million a year quarterback because, you know, we feel like that we could draft well enough, we'll go find one, and, you know, we'll build around it that way. So a lot of general managers say, I've got to have the $40 million quarterback to win, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, to me it goes even further than that about we say this all the time. If you're going to be – I don't think there's ever been a great team that doesn't do something great. you got to do something mm-hmm. great. And usually when you sign a quarterback to that – He's great, and you're winning because of that. And you know, I think Dak is good. I don't think Dak is like great, but but I think that he's he's good. And and they've won with him. But now they're winning with an absolutely great defense. And that's I mean, if they can just play this way with Dak, and he can take more shots, and and also he can run the ball a little bit. I mean, even that's another thing Jerry said. Just imagine how if the defense keeps playing this way, and Dak gives you more. As you would expect him to do, than than Cooper Rush is giving you. And, and quite frankly, I don't know that, that they've beaten some teams, and they've beaten some teams I think are pretty good. I don't know that any of the teams they've beaten I expect to see in uh, in in January, late January, playing football. And so if you're if you're wanting to good. make a deep run, yeah. I don't know. Okay, who's question good. for you guys who's then: good. we we know this weekend is a different challenge that we haven't faced just yet. Yeah. Expect imagining Dak is ready to go, and Jerry did talk about it this morning and said, okay, one of the things that he's missing and needs to do is spin it, spin the ball when he throws. And that's something that they're going to look at it tomorrow when he gets on there. But let's say he's healthy, he's good to go. For this weekend, who gives you a better chance? Huh. I mean, I think that's... Uh. 
you're gonna need question. Po- you're but, gonna need points, I think. But would you yeah. play Dak Prescott this weekend? Can I can I put that question actually another way because I want to make sure I get this fan an opportunity to ask his question. But Eric Cordero says is an eighty percent Dak, and by the way, that you can put whatever percentage you want on it, sure. better than a one hundred percent Cooper Rush. Mm-hmm. No. No. Why? I don't think Dak is that much better than Cooper Rush. And, and why is he only 80%? What is the part that he's not? Is it the thumb? Then then if his thumb isn't isn't if the thumb is the reason why he's 80%, then I think it's worse than that because Dak doesn't throw the ball completely accurate at a 100%. So if he's an 80% because of the thumb, if it, if it's because of something else, calf, ankle, what, well, not calf. That's a big deal. But other things, <laughs> just throw know, something else. Yeah, out there. yeah. Let's not but thumb. Yeah. I don't. I don't think you can. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why. I, I just again, I, I, I don't. If he's an eighty percent quarterback because of the thumb, then no. I, I'd rather. I'd rather you've my already, guy. You've already seen him at a hundred percent not do very well. Well, and, 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 and just not week just Tampa, one. Not just we, yeah. No, no, week one. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. I, and I, I tell you what, that is a very bold statement you made. And you know what? I applaud. What you do y'all for doing. think? No, 80%? I. I'll tell you what. I to me, I know. I know in this particular game, you've got to score. Sure. And it, and I was watching the Eagles this morning, and I'm just thinking, this is going to be a real test for your defense. And they could play, they could play really well, and it might not be enough if you don't keep up with, right? You know, with you know, if you you just can't just leave them out there and just hope for the best and and hope that Hertz doesn't see the drop linebacker and he throws you an interception and all that. You've played well against him before, but I think that to me, I think that eighty percent Dak might give me a chance for more points. That's the only thing I'm thinking of right now. And but I man, I applaud you for I really do because you're not. You know, there's a lot of people out there just blindly follow this team and go, it's Dak, it's Dak, it's Dak. But, you know, there's there's some things that he's deficient at. Right. And he's some things that Cooper Rush is deficient at, but you're not seeing them as much. Yeah. Yeah, know? I think that's – that's I, to me that's fine. But I think it's also just completely dismissing the fact of what Dak did last year. Like, yeah, he had some rough games, but Dak was balling. Dak was putting up numbers that Cooper Rush has not come close to in any of the five starts that he's had. So I, I think it's just I, I, to me that's a little to say that to say that Dak eighty percent Dak isn't better than one hundred percent Rush. I don't agree with. Now I will agree with this point that you made. If it's the thumb, that's a whole different thing. And by yeah. the way, that's any quarterback in the league. You tell me you get an eighty percent quarterback versus a hundred percent quarterback, and you're talking about a thumb on their throwing hand. Now they can't throw the ball. That's yeah. what they have to do. So I get that point. That but means just, four out of every five, 80%, four yeah. out of every uh, five throws are just going to be crap. I don't know right. where it's and, going. And maybe going back the other way. How about that? But yeah. but my point is, so I, I get your point. If it's the thumb and that's what it is in this instance, then yeah, I want my, I want Dak back when he's 100% because I don't trust the, a quarterback with a bum thumb says to me, you're probably not going to be able to throw the ball at your best. And you might not be able to hold on to the ball if somebody hits that that's arm. Big. That's, that's that could big. become a fumble. So, yes, I want him 100% that, when yeah. it comes to the thumb. Yeah, and that's the thing that Cooper Rush has done. He hasn't put yeah. you in harm's way right. with with turnovers. And, you know, if, if you want the most redeeming quality I think Cooper Rush has right now is the fact he doesn't turn the ball over. You mm-hmm. know, and, and with Dak, I'm not sure. 
If the thumb's bum, yeah. Well, I even at a hundred percent, like Nick's talking about, you know, decision making, throwing it in a crowd. But Dak hasn't been. Dak has not been a turnover guy throughout no, his career. Not really. Has he? No, no, he I hasn't kinda, been. He's been. To he, me, there's been. He's even admitted it, Derek, standing at the podium, that he goes, "I got too greedy. I tried to. I I got too greedy." Yeah, you but know? but and I, that's how was it more than was it, was it more than a than a good quarterback the does. The fact it. that he has to address it, I think, says something. Yeah. I mean, when you stand up there and the question's asked and you say, I got too greedy, you're, you're saying that, like, okay, I tried to force that one when I probably shouldn't have. But most of his career, he has been a guy that's even the opposite of yeah. that. He, he's been real, you know, hesitant towards, you know, throwing the ball in there like that. The, the, the thing is, is to me, when I see the biggest difference between the two is when somebody puts their hand on the shoulder pad of, the, of Cooper Rush, plays over. Either he gets sacked or he throws it away or whatever. There's no wiggling out of that and doing something else, which is fine for this team, right? Based on what they got, on right? The yes. Yeah. But yeah. I, what I'm saying is, is you know, if Dak plays kind of hesitant and and doesn't want to get greedy and doesn't want to run and doesn't want to just wants to sit back there and kind of throw and force the ball, I'm not sure that he is better than Cooper Rush if he plays that way. Yeah, but that's if not he, who he's that's not how he's played throughout his career though, is it? Okay, but I'm saying he's got got to get that back. He's got to get that back in play because we've seen when he comes back from injuries, he's been he cautious. hasn't been the same. He's yeah. been cautious. So yeah. if he comes back and he's at 80-90% and he doesn't really want to run and he doesn't want to throw an interception, he just wants to kind of play it safe and he's not playing his game because he doesn't have that deep ball touch like like Cooper Rush does and he doesn't there are some things that Rush not many but there are some things he does a little bit better so I'm saying Dak has got to be Dak be that guy that you were Mississippi State first couple years be that guy cut it loose be a football player playing quarterback if he's that then the Cowboys are much much better so we agree 100% Dak there's no question yeah he is the better quarterback he should be in there 80% Dak if the 80% is yeah. about the thumb, no. now that's a whole different ball game. Now you're thinking about something different. I do agree with Nick about the the cautious Dak because I went into the season thinking he put all that injury history and stuff behind him. Yeah, that he you know, and maybe like, he had. We, like, that okay, was one game. You're, you're losing. You're losing the tackle. You're losing receiver. You're losing players around you. And I was thinking, okay, Dak, it's now your team. Go. Go find a way to carry. Mm-hmm. Go carry. Like Micah Parsons is carrying your team mm-hmm. right now. You know, he's carrying your defense for sure. So go be that guy too. And, you know, but if you see cautious Dak holding, holding, not willing to run, not willing to take it, you know, not willing to to escape and, and go make a play, I don't know if he's a good enough quarterback just to play that way. Just drop back and throw yeah. the ball. I don't think, I don't think, I think when he, when he feels how the game is being played where it's a little blood on him a little mud on him mm-hmm. when he feels that he's a different player because and, and when they play fast he's a different player because that's it, it it takes away the the thought it takes away that okay i'm reading reading read you know it make him play make him play the game how he is more comfortable playing that well, game. also we don't know just yet how the game is going to change uh kellen moore's game is going to change once Dak comes in because, it? well, it could be. Maybe there are some things that you realize, okay, maybe because they've said it before, maybe we kind of simplify things a little bit and not give so much and see how that works out for a guy like Dak. And also with Dak sitting on the sideline, you you get a different aspect and mm-hmm. view of things and you start 
realizing some things that when you go in, this is what I'm going to do or this is how I'm going to do it. So I think that when he comes back, whenever the time is right, Kellen Moore and what he's going to do with the offense is going to look a little different than what it was at the beginning of the that first game, let yeah. me say. Because the reality is you see how you've been playing with Cooper Rush and yeah, it's like not too much. You're not giving him too much on his plate and maybe you know you need to because now it's at the point where you need your offense to score more points. And I think a guy like that with that kind of formula, Dak and Cooper Rush's formula right now can be a little bit more successful than what it's been so far. Yeah, the one thing I'll say is the thing I've seen that's really different is they've been committed to the run when Cooper Rush is in there. I think they should continue to be committed to the run. And what that means is, what that means is I'm not I'm not saying I don't want Dak to throw the ball. Don't take the ball out of Dak's hand, but Dak doesn't need to be throwing the ball 40 times in a game. No. Like you need to find some balance. And by the way, that's just because in an on a team like this where you have a really good defense, you want to be able to take some time. So you want to be able to run the ball. And this offensive line, as they've shown, they're a good run blocking offensive line. How much do you think that Dak changes plays at the line? I know this is a terrible question for everybody. Let me do this. Let's do this. I'm gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna answer that question. We'll be right back. This is Dallas Cowboys. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
to the break. NFL Plus is here. It gives you live, local, and primetime regular season, postseason games on your phone or tablet, game replays, and more. Go to plus.nfl.com and start your free trial of NFL Plus today. Welcome back. It I called it Game segment. Pass yesterday. Either one, NFL Plus, whatever NFL you want to call it. It, it works. Just go check it out. Folks, it is worth it. You don't yeah. have to be a scout. Just go look at it. If you really want to just learn and, and understand why things happen, it's a great source. Yeah. It really, really is. There's so much you see in an all-22. That you don't that see you when you're watching. See on TV. Yeah. Yeah. When, and we see it, obviously, in the game. We have the benefit if we're in the game, yeah. at the game, being able yeah. to see that. But, yeah, so much you miss. All right, we're going to take our – we're at our, our second segment. This segment is brought to you by blockchain.com. Brian, you asked the question before the break. What's the question? What was the question? I mean, no. Dak at yeah, the line. That's what you get when you're 58 years old. Uh, you, yeah, with, with Dak, you know, how much, and, and this is going to be hard for us to, you know, unless we ask, and, you know, how much do you think that Dak does change plays at the line of scrimmage? And you have to add to that question, is it different than the amount that Rush does? Because I don't want to get the, get the impression that Dak does it all the time and Rush doesn't. And what we might find out is that they both do it quite a bit, right? Yeah, and it might be a situation where, where Rush is looking at his team and going, man, my defense is playing really right. well today. Right. If I run the ball run it. if I run the ball here on That's third it. and 12, we might get a first down. Or we could punt it. Right. Like, like the boss wants us to punt it. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, you know that that's a good point I was going to say um, before about Dak has never – Dak has played with a really good defense. Never Dak hasn't played with a great defense, yeah. even last year. That was not a great no. defense. It was great moments at times. And right again, they were opportunistic yeah, yeah. last year. That's what but, they were. But, but they had some issues, too. They weren't playing like this. And so... I mean, I think you got to give Dak credit too for for like reading the room. Like, let's see what happens when he's in there, and he can see what's mm-hmm. happening too. And 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 it's kind of because that Bengals game changed everything. That's when you realize, like, man, they they really can play at a high high level mm-hmm. with Parsons and all that. Just don't f it up, yeah. you know. And I think he could play that way too. I think mean, he I think he'll be smart. He's a smart guy. He'll be smart enough to do that as well, and then take the chances now and then. When they come to like run and get the first down and kind of be Dak, do you think that quarterbacks hear the label "bus driver" and it affects them? Yeah, I guess. You know I, what I, I mean? I think, I think people say that like, oh, he's, hate, like, hate, he's a bus hate. driver, but they win games. But he's a bus driver. You think the quarterbacks, especially quarterbacks in this day and age, they're trying to justify you, salary? It's so stupid, though. Bus driver. You know what a bus driver's number one job Safety. is? Safety. Don't hit a kid. Yeah. That's the number yeah, one job. Yeah. Don't don't hit anything with the kid don't on hit board. Anything. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't do anything bad. Don't endanger. Be safe. Yeah. And that's okay. Be safe. You I don't guarantee, want them taking chances. Yeah. Yeah. I guarantee though, if you need to take that thing in the HOV lane and get it and go seventy five down there because you're late for a high school game because you were driving bus bus number one out of eight yeah. and they're driving down. I bet he can get on it too if you need it. But for the most part, stay twenty miles an hour. Stop. Get that red light. You know, red stop sign out. Make sure nobody goes. Make sure everyone's safe around you. See, but the, they don't pay the bus driver quarterback. No. No, they, they don't, don't. I mean, the bus driver is not going to. The bus driver that's driving the yellow dog, he might not get the job at Trailways. But, you know what I'm saying? But I've always or, thought. Or get to drive the cowboy bus. You but know? I've always <laughs> thought Tom Brady was the, the greatest bus driver of all time. And that's why I don't think it's a bad term. I don't think it's a bad term. Bus driver to me is just 
just don't mess it up. Keep it in front of you. But when it's time to go, you can go. He can drive down the field and go and do all that. But, uh, but I mean, doesn't care about his running backs getting a touchdown. Deion Lewis in the Super Bowl after this glorious comeback. A lot of quarterbacks are throwing that in. Russell wanted to throw it in. Didn't want to run it to Marshawn Lynch. You know what? Just run the ball. Who cares? Because at the end of the day, the only stat people care about is this. Like, yeah. hoisting that trophy up, yeah. you know? And so I think and I think Dak has that quality. I really do. I don't think Dak cares too much about the stats and all that. He'll run it to Zeke. He'll do that. He'll do what he needs to do. So, you know, but we're talking a lot about a guy that's not going to play. Like, yeah, we know I, that. I, I, like, I we don't know think that there's a chance playing. he plays this week. Yeah. I don't think there's a chance. And the Eagles are frankly, over there like they know who's playing for and them. And quite frankly, the way everybody's talking about it, I don't even know if it's a foregone conclusion he plays against the Lions. Like yeah. right now, again, if we're talking about getting him to 100%, and I think this team, especially, especially if they get a win this weekend in Philly, I think they're going to look at it too and say, is Dak 100%? He's what gonna, are our medical people saying? If he's, yeah. 100%, if he's not 100%, right. And he's throwing well, because that's the other part. It's like the thumb has to get hit well, and then he hasn't been throwing. So yeah. is he back to throwing in a way that he doesn't get him injured because he's throwing so much all of yeah. a sudden, right? Yeah. There's a lot of things that have to be factored in. I'm not certain he plays he, the he next has, two weeks. He has to throw this week to play against the Lions. Yeah. I, I don't think it's this throw week. this week. I don't, yeah. I don't think yeah. it's throw this week to play against the Eagles. Yeah. Right? I think it's throw to, throw well to play against the Lions. Exactly. Is what, what That's the way I look at, at yeah. it, too. Yeah. yeah. That's the way I look at it. All right. Let's move on to some other questions that we have from some fans. Uh, we got a question here from Andrew Rucker. Interesting question. He says, does Tyler Smith have a job when he's healthy, or does he become your swing tackle? Wow. <laughs> Aaron Donald's reduced to yeah. the I don't, I don't, Two bad know, plays in the whole draft. Game. I mean, go back to the draft. I mean, the, does your first round pick have a job? Yeah, he does. I think he, I mean. Question is, when, does he when, have a starting when, job? When, That's what he should have said. Tyron Smith. Tyron, Tyron Smith. Smith. I mean, yeah, I. I, I I don't know. Maybe that's not such a crazy question. That to me is that it. to me is a lot more like if you want to talk about Dak. That's not the same thing as Tony Romo. This is like Tony Romo because you're talking about an aging player. Yeah, you're talking about a player that you have a replacement for. Yeah. And by the way, he's playing pretty good. And you probably are thinking this might be toward the end of when you're going to have that player on your roster anyway. What you need to find out is— Can't stay healthy. Did they say Tyler Smith the swing tackle or Tyron Smith the swing tackle? It said Tyler the swing if Tyron comes in. What what you need to figure out when Tyron Smith— No, they said—I'm sorry. Did I read it wrong? I was saying Tyron Smith be the swing. Tyron Smith? Tyron Smith. Oh, I tackle. thought you said, does Tyler Smith have too. a job? I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. no. Ty- Tyron Smith, Tyron eight-time Smith. pro bowler Tyron yes. Smith Yes, does Tyron Smith come back and get let's, – let's be clear. Does he come back and get a starting job? They just said yeah. job. I oh, think it's yeah. really more, does he get a starting job or does he become swing tackle? Yeah, I mean, I, what I think ha- has to happen is is that um, – and they're not going to face another Aaron Donald type of player. I mean, some guys that are really, really good, but – Aaron Donald said, um, you, I'm going to pick you yeah. and I'm going to, I'm, you know, it, there's just a like, reason just like in Red Rover. Yeah. You're just like, I'm going to go for him and, yeah. and I'm, I'm busting through there. Does, does, does anybody bully Tyron Smith? You know, is he at that point? I don't think Aaron Donald would have done it as, as bad as it's been injury wise. No one's really just kicking his ass. Like, yeah. He, and I, and I've seen him. Can I ask you this? So yeah, this year during training camp, he got beat a lot more than we're accustomed to seeing him get beat by right? this awesome defense. Yeah. 
Come on, but yeah. Dorrance yeah. Armstrong. But no, you just finished saying I, like they're not going to face those guys. So I don't. Even, I don't think any of those guys, no, other than Micah, is necessarily Aaron Donald. <laughs> I was, that was just a good comeback, thinking about by the way. that too. I mean, as well, because yeah. I'm like, I think it's okay, a fair thing to talk when about. When he was before the injury, there were still moments yeah. that you're like, okay, that's not usual yeah. for right. a guy like Tyron to be oh. allowing. And another thing I was thinking, and this is a cop out answer, but I truly think that when it comes to the O line, things just kind of work themselves out like something happens and then you figure out like we always get to that point where oh what's gonna happen here well things just happen and then it it, they work themselves out because then there's an injury that pops up Mm -hmm. and then now you got to replace the guy so that's something that i'm it'll be great to have him back when he's ready and healthy to go but i think that and hopefully not but i just think that something always happens and by that time of the season you know a lot of these guys are already pretty banged up. So we'll see what happens. I don't think he's going to be out there doing what he's done to try to you know get himself back by Thanksgiving or whatever just so he could be the swing tackle. And I don't think you're going to let a, a decent steal and a pretty good Tyler Smith keep Tyron Smith on the, on the sidelines. Just because, I mean, because, and what will happen is the first time that Terrence Steele gets, gives up a sack, then all your questions on there are going to be like, should Terrence Steele be the sweet Yeah, I need, I, mean, to, like, I need to, like, keep ripping Terrence Steele because he's playing like, <laughs> you know, I, I just take that theory. Also, there, there's a couple of guys that listen to our show that are, like, NFL guys, and it's funny, they, they text in, both of them said, play the rookie. Just keep playing. See, the, I, I'm just keep playing on that the rookie. Page. Just I'm play the page. rookie and over over Tyron Smith. And here's why. Here's why. I, I, I think about, that's. I think. What that, are they saying about Terrence Steele though? Well, we didn't talk about Terrence Steele. Let's let's no, do that later. <laughs> I can say if you keep talking bad about Terrence Steele, he'll make you look like you're an idiot right. for yeah, doing it. Yeah. yeah. Look, I've been throwing dirt on him for ever since he's been a starter. If if you're talking about Tyler Smith, who at that point will have played 12, 13, 14 games as uh-huh. a starter and plays those games similar to what he's played these first five games, I look at that and say, that's my future. Sure. He is the guy I'm going to ride with. I don't necessarily think Tyron was the Tyron I've been accustomed to before the injury. And to say that he hasn't played football in several months, I don't know that he's going to come back better than that. So, And, by the way, I'm in the deep part of the, my run toward the playoffs. I'm sticking with the, the younger guy. I'll say this. I think he will be better, though. You do? Yes, I do. Why? Because because what has been his biggest problem? Well, it's all connected together. The it's injuries? Back, shoulder, elbow, yeah. all neck, all yeah. of that stuff. He's just like this bionic person. Well, what's what's been you know like he's dealing with the was it the knee the the kneecap or the hamstring whatever? He's rehabbing that, but. All of that has got to be feeling pretty good because every year he tells you in August, yeah. I'm feeling better than I've ever felt yeah. before because he hasn't been doing anything <laughs> yeah. for a while. So what well, all I'm saying is is that if we can get this thing healthy, the hamstring, then he's he's going to get here in December and he's not going to have those issues, at least for a game. Right, well, but another- he didn't have those things in August. And like we said, he wasn't playing like the Tyron we were accustomed to seeing. That no, doesn't he, mean he's bad. Right. That means he, he's not the Tyron. So all I'm saying is if, if he's down a, a notch – and I got this young guy who's playing pretty good, and he's going to be my future. Why yeah. would I disrupt that? Because because McGovern maybe isn't playing well, or Tyron still. I mean, it, like she said, everything's going to work. I got you. Out. I got like, you. And that is a fair point. That, I just more, don't more see that. this. Uh, I don't see this line being so good that that it keeps Tyron Smith out how to get on, get on the field. I don't I got see you. that. We're talking all this talk, but we don't even know if he does want to come back. Like. I, I, is he at the point? Tyron? Yes. 
Well, he's he's trying to work out. I see. Well, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I could yeah. see a scenario where he's not. But he well, might it might be he might be a situation where he's trying to work out just so he can walk. Yeah, again. I mean, you, yeah, you're yeah. still rehabbing and yeah. all that yeah. from what you went through. But um, it makes me wonder. It's he at the point where he's mm-hmm. okay, like ready. You know, I don't, I hate to say it, call it quits, but he's gone through a lot, and we all know oh. those kinds of pains that regular human beings our size deal with. So I can imagine what he deals with on a daily no, basis. No, no. To your point, though, I was you know, in the off season. There was talk about would you trade and what could you get, and then it came down to I had people in the organization tell me if you try and trade him, he'll retire. He's just not going to go somewhere yeah. else and play football. So I mean that's that's kind of mm. to your point, but I, it, ju- I, it just makes me wonder. Man, it's... it was a time when we talked about him as the be- one of the best oh, linemen in the league, and oh, now we're talking about, about oh, yeah, it looks broken down to me. <laughs> God, yeah. gosh, where are we gone? But I, I think the thing too is that you know with you know if if the line is playing well, and you, that's and I asked Stephen Jones the question on our show one day on 105.3 about. There used to be a time you played with your five guys and you didn't mess with it. Yeah. And but it seems like this team, and he's like, Yeah, you're right. But this team, we have to find the right five guys. Mm-hmm. And whether that's Jason Peters or Tyron Smith or whoever that is, we got to keep doing this. So that, like that, a- that that leads me to believe that they might. Even with Tyler Smith playing well, they might put Tyron Smith. But I totally agree with her on this. Totally agree. It It, it will work itself out one way or another. They're not going to sit there with this great problem like – who do you play at left guard in December of an December. NFL season? No, it'll 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 work itself yeah. out. But but give them credit that that they they have rotated enough where you know they're not they're not scared to play Farniak. They're not scared to play McGovern. Obviously, he starts. They're not even scared to play Tyler Smith and move him around. You know, so they if they have some backup situations, it's gonna it's gonna be fine. All right, we're gonna take our final break. Come <laughs> back. We got about five minutes left in the show, so we'll hit one more question. We'll be right back. DallasCowboys.com radio. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Lil Sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Lil Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. 
What would you like the power to do? Bank of America NA, equal housing lender, credit and collateral, subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back to the break. Book an appointment at your local Essler experts. Find the perfect Essler lens for you. See more, do more, Essler. Welcome back. It is the final segment of The Break Life in SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We don't have time for one more question. It's one that I think can be a relatively short conversation. Blame Nick for that. <laughs> but this question comes from Armando. He says, did Deron Bland play poorly that he was was not given an opportunity over Lewis against the Rams? Man, I that's a great question, seriously, because to me, I, I thought the whole thing – I. I I, I'm going to give Bland a chance. I need to see Bland play. I mean, even more. I, 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 but it's such a difficult task to have to deal with the Rams mm-hmm. with that, with how the slots being played. Mm-hmm, right. And I would hate to see that kid get out there. Then all of a sudden, it's just okay. What just? I mean, you're playing man coverage. You're running all over the place, and you're trying to carry guys, and it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. Then your confidence is smashed. I think just keep him ready. Yeah, you know, you got him a test. Keep him ready for this next. These time. teams are going to get the ball out quick. We know that, yeah. and that means these corners are going to tackle. And we, we've seen it. Diggs has to tackle a lot. They're trying to beat him up. Yeah, Anthony Brown, Jordan Lewis, all these guys have to tackle. So they're going to get. I mean, Jordan Lewis stay not not stays injured, but there will be an injury with him. It just happens. He's not the biggest guy yeah. in the world. He's going to get banged up. Anthony Brown, all of them, they're going to deal with something. So, like you said, just keep them ready. Stay stay ready. Kelvin Joseph will have to play some. Even Nashawn Wright has been inactive. So, these guys will play because I think that because of how much they're having to tackle to get the ball out so quick, they're going to get banged up. I'm keeping that kid's confidence high if yeah, I can right yeah. now. But yeah. I, I want to see more of him. I will say that. Oh, no. Every no, no t- he has passed every test along the way. You he, know, is, camp, he has been every bit yeah. as good as you want you tell him to be me all the he, way along the way. If you tell me he's a track guy, he's the strongest yeah. track guy that I've ever seen play in football like that. Because track guys usually these small little fast guys, Tavon Austin types, you know, all that. This guy is is, is well built. He's yeah. strong. He's tough. And then he's also got that speed. So he's going to keep going. Who are you talking about? D- Deron Bland. That's funny. What? Because like, that's not the – I mean, sh- yeah, sure, for, for his size, I guess. But when I see him in person, you see him without the equipment and all that, sh- shoulder pads mm-hmm. off. He's – He's he's a baby. Like <laughs> you see his face. He's he's, baby he's face. small yeah. and and just like such a baby. Someone that you would never even think is playing in the NFL. And the fact so you you speak to him. He even has like this unconfidence about him, but like not in a bad way. Just you know, someone that's young and unexperienced and just not used to lights, camera, and all of this going yeah. on. But yet. The way he's playing and the way he plays on the field is just so – it's kind of refreshing and stuff. But the the way you were describing him, I'm like, are we talking about the same person? Because that's not the visual I have of him. Athletically, he's – I mean, he his background was was a track guy, and, yeah. but but he has, he's got some good strength to him. He's, gonna, he's got 
the total package. I, I think that was a really good pick. Somebody in the Pac-12 missed that kid. Scott. Yeah. I mean, him playing at Fresno, they they missed that kid. He should be playing at Washington or UCLA. He's USC. a good player. He's man. a good player. A good, and I, I don't know that I can remember a rookie coming in and being that impressive that early on here at a camp. Well, Scan- as I mean, a rookie, Scandrick. Was he that good? Scandrick was pretty good. Scandrick was his rookie year. He got mad at everybody. Yeah. Wait, during camp though. Well, I mean, I I know he started his first game, uh, first game of the year against Cleveland in '08. He started that game. He was the slot corner. I I mean, he 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 was impressive from from the jump there. And he wasn't the top corner drafted that year. Right. Yeah. Jenkins was. And I remember. Didn't it come down to the last last little bit before they made the decision? That was the next year. That next year when they they decided some guys go. Yeah. Yeah, But that was like, who cares? I mean, okay, so you don't start. You know, you're still the third corner. Now, I, I just, this camp, was, it was so impressive. And maybe part of it was, I didn't, I, Bland came out of nowhere for me. Like, I just, I knew they drafted him, but I was kind of like, you know, I didn't know he'd be this he's good. Been, he's been and better. He has been really he's been, good. yeah, and they got decisions to make with Jordan Lewis and Anthony Brown and stuff like contract wise next yeah. year. And he might, you know, help them make decisions. Oh, no doubt about it. All right. We appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow, we're going to jump into Cowboys versus Eagles. We'll talk about the Eagles offense versus the Dallas defense. So many storylines there. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagle. And this has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!